Hello, everyone, and welcome to the L-E-G-I-O-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. I am Murray Fox, and this week, I am the chief officer of WNYX. <laughs> I am watching news radio. Oh, yes. Yucking extraordinarily. <laughs> I have been spending my uh, time off binging everything. And right now I have been binging news radio. And it's been so good. <laughs> one of our uh, one of our local stations or Canadian stations has got like 8 million shows from the 80s and the 90s. Um, like their, their website is just loaded with, with, all sorts of old shows and news which, radio is one of them which station uh ctv oh so ctv has got i forget what they call it ctv flashback. oh throwback throwback yeah, yes yes CTV yes throwback. oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Tons so of i mean on there. i could be watching different strokes i could be watching facts of life i could be i mean there are Arch- a Archie million places on there oh yeah yes yeah yeah, now, yeah. there's all kinds of things does this just have like big shows or does this have like all those little shows that you assume no one else watched but you because no one heard it, of them? Like, it has you a get... lot of those. Like there was a there was a Tony Danza, Lori Lachlan series um, lasted one season. It was like the same season that Friends started. Friends went on to last a long time. This did not. Yeah. <laughs> like does it have I... Out of This World? Or, or Dark Justice or Forever Night? I think if it ever showed up on CTV, <laughs> they probably got the rights to play mm-hmm. it. Um, so I guess it just depends whatever whatever CTV happened to be playing in its, in its history. Yeah, um, it, it, it is a ridiculous number of shows, though. It's... Uh... Yeah, for, like for a TV channel's uh, streaming site. Uh-huh. That's pretty impressive. It is. It is. So I've been, I have been just getting caught up on all things news radio, and it's been wonderful. Yes, because there were some you hadn't seen. I know. I didn't see, yeah, like I didn't see the, uh, the uh, news radio in space episode. And right now I'm watching the news radio <laughs> titanic episode i had no oh, idea. oh yes i forgot about that yes yeah yeah that's how season four oh. ends so i'm right i'm watching that one right now nice oh they they've added some new ones like the famous teddy z which was a series with uh, john crier and alex rocco it was fantastic <laughs> it was a really fa- it was a great series that only lasted one season that feels like something Adding i might have seen to my mm-hmm. list He's like mm-hmm. um, Teddy Z is like uh, he's like um, the ma- a mailroom guy in a uh, um, in a talent agency, and Alex Rocco is the big uh, um, the big agent there. Yeah, and it's got the the Gong Show. Powers is on there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! There's the t- there's the a tick. Ton. Yeah. 
the one with the one with Putty as the tech. Yes. Oh, yeah. oh my yeah. goodness. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so if you happen only. to be Canadian and you happen yeah. to have CTV, dive in. And if there you, you are not Canadian, sorry, man. Sorry yeah. about your luck. Sure, there's plenty of other streaming services for you to use that, so quit whining <laughs> if you're not Canadian. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. This is how we live with not having Hulu. Yeah, that's right. Totally. <laughs> are you Between Hulu? this and CBC... CBC has got like a ton of of stuff on their website too. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, no, we don't have Hulu. We are Hulu less. We hmm. are sans Hulu. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Yeah. So. Someday, when the new world order is one world government, then we'll have Hulu. <laughs> when the Illuminati has taken over and. Uh... It will be the first thing on their uh, on their agenda. It yes. be to uh, the Illuminati sure have... wants to take over and give me access to every TV show everywhere. I'm all for it. It's Bring on one of their lists. It's the Colonels. One of the two. I for one welcome our new uh, our new overlords. Yes, absolutely. Give me one world government and unlimited TV. Yep, I'm all for that. Exactly. <laughs> all righty. Well, that's me. That's who I am. Well, I that's right awesome. Into the issue, but, uh, but I guess we should, you know, um, introduce you to. Oh, yeah. Well, I am, um, I am the, uh, the chief proponent of thaw outing. I know that's not good grammar but um i'm just noting as the weather starts to get warmer here uh that time has a way of understanding that i need green ground (laughs) so yes uh it is starting to get a bit warmer stuff starting to melt and um and i think we're into uh plus temperatures for a little bit murray i know Uh, thank goodness It has been a long, mm-hmm. short winter. So. <laughs> yeah, it's been both those things. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so yeah. I'm just happy with that. It's in right now. It's that that it is kind of melting off my driveway, but there's plenty <laughs> of it in my kids' schoolyard for them to uh, to build stuff with. So yay, win win. Good balance. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly where it needs to be. Keep the snow in the schoolyard and. Off the yeah. driveway. <laughs> Absolutely. So the kids can play with it. You don't have to deal with it. Exactly. Everybody wins. Uh-huh. And how about you in the land of none of this stuff? <laughs> I was an outside in a t-shirt sweating today. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh. Oh. I, I got a call from my uh, from my father-in-law last night. Uh, telling me about how he was uh you know sitting out uh in the backyard uh, grilling a couple of burgers and uh and um he had to sit in the uh in the golf cart because you know the um the regular chair was just a little too hot out there in the sun yeah i was, I was mowing the backyard today and i was you know yeah. got sweaty yeah well 
Unfortunately, <laughs> this week I'm Al, and I've been a victim of podcast delays. Poor organizational decisions cause all over stupid detours, ensuring <laughs> later late arrival of your shows. Oh no! So between it just uh, between the fact that we were away this weekend, and then also just you get those nights where like oh. I get stuff done, and then you get other nights where it's like you get home and you feel like all you did was walk the dogs, have dinner, and put something away, and you're like, how is it 10, 30, 11 o'clock, and I haven't even showered yet? How has this happened? <laughs> so, I was hoping to have an episode out yesterday for my other show. That didn't happen, because I wasn't able to get enough stuff done Friday night or Saturday before we went away for the night, and when we got back last night, I ended up being more tired than I thought. And then today I was going to try and finish some stuff up, and I just had to throw up a few, uh, get a few uh, synopses and just record that real quick, and that yep. was it. Well, it turns out the thing I've been using for the synopses doesn't have any of them. It's like five issues worth, like five different things. I'm like, I don't, I'm like, I am not writing these out today. Like, it's next week. It's Sunday. That's it. Next Sunday, 28th. That's when it's coming out. <laughs> <laughs> like, screw it. I am not doing this. I am not trying to push myself to get this done tomorrow. Like, this will be too much of a pain in the ass. It'll all be good. No worries. Well, apparently not, because when I went to go change my schedule for the days, I already had written down that day by accident. So I'm like, oh, well, never (laughs) mind then. That's the plan. And I'm sticking with that story. There you go. Perfect. Perfect. All righty. Well, last week we looked at one mega crossover and this week we get another mega crossover we get a crossover kind of um, the house ad says <laughs> the underlined by the way <laughs> the crossover event of 1991 yes and we are of course talking about war of the gods <laughs> yeah well that's right up there with whoever said sleepwalker was the sandman done right yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh I have my. to say, I liked I liked War of the Gods, but I like Sleepwalker. As, yeah, but it's not Sam, man. No, no, that's true. And I mean, as much as I loved War of the Gods, it was a mess. It was a mess. It was a yeah. mess. Now, I I know as comic fans, like we've all agreed more or less on like the ages. Like we know we have, you know, we can pretty much say Golden Age, Silver Age, and everyone knows more or less what you're talking about. We need to get some kind of scale for crossovers of like, you know, like this, where we can go between the, you know, the uh, the Crimson Sky from, you know, uh, Crisis, where people like the issue, all it has for Crisis, like people walk out and go, hey, look, the sky's red. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right, back to the regular plot. And like, you know, somewhere between that and like the other extreme of like, um, I don't know, like the Green Lantern issues of Blackest Night, where like you kind of have to read them. Yes, yes, because nothing else makes, yeah, it doesn't make sense without them. Yeah, so like, there's got to be some, we we need to start eventually figure out a thing that everyone can agree on more or less. This is not a (laughs) Crimson Sky, this is just the level right above. Yeah. Barely above it, but not much further. It is, but it's weird, because War of the Gods was one of those weird, weird, weird events where, yeah, you had like the Red Sky crossovers like this one but you also yeah. had some that were like integral to the to the oh, yeah. like you could not read issue one two three four and get a coherent story because no half of the events were taking place in in other issues yeah and i mean but but 
you had no idea which issues were the important ones. I still don't know which issues are the important ones. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was ob- obviously, you know, the um, the Wonder Woman stuff was important. Yes. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, this whole thing kind of centered around, uh, um, you know, Perez doing his last hurrah with, with Wonder Woman. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. It was supposed right? to be, um, it was supposed to be like a big, originally it was going to be like a celebratory, Tory, uh, Wonder Woman's been around 50 years. It was going to be like a big, just like a one issue sort of celebration thing. And then they decided, yeah. nah, we'll make it into a, uh, crossover. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh-huh. if they had just kept it, even if they kept the War of the Gods miniseries and the Wonder Woman, just let like eh, one or two people join in. That's it. I think it would have been a lot better. Yes. Well, and part of the problem is, I guess the editor, Karen Berger, um, got pregnant <laughs> during the, uh, or was pregnant and left on her maternity leave oh. during the, during the, um, like during the vital parts of it. So the, the, um, the management and the editoring of it passed to her assistant editor, Tom Pyre, who just didn't have the the skills to do like a 21 part crossover. So like even before they started, they were behind the eight ball because there were crossover parts that were late and, and there were That's parts right. coming out in the wrong order. And, yeah. and it and was, it was like, like scheduling wise, it was just a disaster. If, if Karen Berger had been around and had been, like on top of it, maybe it yeah. would have been all different. Like <laughs> Perez talks. I I'm re- I was reading the um, this little interview in um, Tomorrow's, one of the Tomorrow's issues, mm-hmm. and he talks about how um, there were there were creators at DC that had no idea that War of the Gods was happening, or that their books were crossing over into War of the Gods. <laughs> <laughs> like they had no clue. Yeah. They just they the it hadn't been passed through editors and they didn't get the notes until it was like knocking on the door going, Hey, we need <laughs> we need a god to show up in your book or something. So it was yeah, it was crazy. It was well, crazy. they because uh, one of the things um that he said in uh comics interview was that uh there were all sorts of editorial problems that caused troubles and problems with writing of the storyline, even from the beginning. And Perez felt like DC wasn't doing enough to celebrate Wonder Woman's anniversary, which would have, of course, have promoted the story. And um, and since they didn't plan it for newsstand distribution, but for direct sales only, um, and then he wanted the final issue to have Steve Trevor and Etta Candy get married, which he had been building up to for ages. And um, and then DC said no. So it ended up uh, Messner Loeb's got to do that instead. And so this all led to Perez saying, you know what? Maybe I'm done with DC for a little while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he was gone thing, for years. Yeah, that thing about the newsstand thing was huge because – like the first issue war of war of the gods was not distributed on the newsstand, but the tie-ins yeah. were distributed on the newsstand. So you had these books that were tying in to a series that people on the newsstand couldn't get. 
Mm-hmm. And they, they fixed it. Like by issue two, three, and four, they were available on the newsstand. But by that point, who's going to buy yeah. a miniseries when you've missed the first issue? Like, <laughs> so it was just, it was crazy all around. It was just crazy. And then there were other things like um, um, Captain Adam and Hawk and Dove got added to it. As we know, that was an issue. Um, and, um, and and I remember that that Hawk and Dove issue was messy. There there were more inkers on that than were on the Fantastic Four during the first hundred issues. And um, <laughs> and uh, but basically they they had already sent out promotional materials to retailers, and then they added uh, um, Hawk and Dove and Captain Adam. And of course each one had like a part number. So th- like this issue is. Part six. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hawk and Dove was part seven, but wasn't originally announced as part of the crossover. And then Captain Adam 56 uh, was supposed to be part eight, but they forgot to put the cover banner on. Oh, and the part number. (laughs) Oh, that's it. That's all. Same same thing happened with uh, Justice League Europe. Um, and it actually resolved stuff that happened, resolved a plot thread that happened in War of the Gods 2. And, um, yeah, messy. And then in, the, in War of the Gods 4, they actually left the part number off um, some of the editions. So, messy, messy. Yeah, it was just, it was, it was a disaster all around. Which is too bad, because the idea of it was, was cool. Like, Perez had a great, concept for it Mm -hmm. oh it's definitely a a problem with execution i mean yeah 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 oh well oh well having said all that war of the gods really doesn't tie into this issue at all other than it is it's an excuse for a big old fight between lobo and captain marvel yes which you know is a it's a pretty good uh, couple of people to put each other up, put up against, you know, because this was yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. this was the Captain Whitebread uh, era of Captain Marvel. Like, have we had we start Power of Shazam hadn't started yet, had it? No, Power so. of, although it it would well, be soon, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, I want to say that was early '90s. When was Power of Shazam? Hmm. 94. Okay, so we're still well, a ways That much off later. That. Wow. That's that I for some reason I thought it was around like 91 and uh and uh, like or like yeah, like you say, like not long after this, but wow. Well, That's, according to Wikipedia. Uh, so No, you're no, you're right. It but, yeah. but cuz the but series you is think young about it, was 95 to 99. Yeah, cuz cuz the series uh, did stuff like tie in with the you know the uh uh, face covers and uh, and that kind of stuff and um, and DC yeah. one million. It had well, a one million tie. I was trying to remember. I was trying to remember when it took when the crossover of Sand, with Starman took place. Uh, it was in about the thirties. Of... And Starman didn't start until ninety four. So oh yeah, that's right. Because it started right post zero hour. So that's right. Yeah. Yeah. It probably was a few months, only a few issues behind, since it didn't have yeah. a zero issue. So it wasn't a zero hour. It wasn't right. pre-zero hour, so it had to be after. 
Yeah, it's right. either in the 20 or... Th- I think it's in the oh, 30s yeah. March, of Starman. March 95, it says, for the the ongoing series. So that And so Zero Hour is 94, so... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a great crossover. Like... Oh, yeah. So good. So good. All righty. So we got anyway. this one, which is in a completely different tone than the Starman crossover with <laughs> Captain Marvel. Yes. It is Legion 91, number 31. <laughs> and we've got a cover by Dan Brereton again with Lobo and Captain Marvel duking it out. And Lobo's got cute little purple bows in his hair. Giant earrings. I love his Lobo. Yeah, yeah, he's looking very pirate. <laughs> and uh and his Captain Marvel's not bad either. A little beefy, but but uh it's I can kind of see the Frank McMurray in the face. Totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. His his lightning bolt is teeny tiny. He needs like a it's he cold needs a in lightning space. bolt in I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> it's very cold in space. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to get closer to that sun. <laughs> Why do you think Lobo has right. a giant skull over his belt buckle? It's called compensating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. There oh, we go. And, and folks, be warned. I'm actually reading in print this time, so there there will be talk about house ads. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally, totally. Alrighty, so we start off here. It is by Alan Grant and Barry Kitson, who are the co-plotters and the scripter and the artist. Laverne Kinzierski is the colorist, Gaspar is on letters, and Dan Raspler, 76, is on editor. Yeah. 76? I don't know what that means. That's his vintage? Surely he was not born in 76. I, I that think that unlikely, cry. because he would have been... No. He would have only been, like, 15. He would have been younger than me, and I wasn't yeah. even 18 at this point. Yeah. Alrighty, so 76 means something else, but I got Is he no the new Jim Shooter? <laughs> that must be it. That must be it. All right. So we've got a splash page that picks right up where the last issue left off. Um, and we've got a real funny looking space and strata. Not strata. Sorry, stealth. They're just, they're weirdly skinny and walking on their tippy toes, kind of. It's just weird. Yeah. It's, it's. They, they're real. Weird. They are very like. It, it's like almost a me- like. There's something wrong with the bodies. Like the 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 legs and waists are too long and too thin. It's like they, they've been stretched out a bit. Yes, it seems that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They've been using their Snapchat filters. There you go. Snap never Snapchat in space. <laughs> okay, so Stealth has just returned to the team, and Docs is. Not happy about it. Stealth, get back in this office now. Sorry, basketball boss man. I haven't signed on for duty yet. So her and FaZe are walking away. FaZe, I order you to get her back here. Sorry, Vril. I am off duty myself. I'm taking an hour's compassionate leave. So they walk <laughs> off arm in arm. And Docs is... <laughs> he's just having one of his temper tantrums. I had a dream, he says. I'm warning you, Stealth. Come back. And she just waves at him. Later, just don't hold your breath. 
I dreamt I'd take a bunch of exiles and misfits and mold them in my image. How the hell did it end up like this? And he's like banging on the wall, gritting his teeth. Damn. They disobey me, disobey me, they ignore me, they thwart me. And then he sees uh, Lobo. What are you skulking in there for? Skulk? Moi? Or is that some dumb personal euphemism for natural bodily processes? I'm just washing up, chief. You know what they say, cleanliness is next to godliness. Amen. <laughs> they drive me crazy, says Docs. They'd never have treated Larissa Maller like this. And Stealth is just catching Faze up on everything. You were on a planet with no people, and the birth went okay? Where's the baby now? Someplace safe, where Daddy won't be visiting without my specific okay. And now what? Well, now I'm back, if you'll all have me. So, where's Larissa? And Faze is like, uh, you mean you don't know? So she walks her to the giant Larissa Maller memorial head. <laughs> they showed her nothing but admiration and respect. Why? What did she have that I don't or can't acquire? <laughs> and Faze reveals to Stealth that uh, Larissa Maller passed away. We thought you knew. And Docs is just saying, damn her for dying. And Stealth had no idea. She's like, how? And at this point, we get to check in on all the new recruits just briefly. They are being given a tour of the, the facilities by Strata and Garve. Shape up, recruits. This is your lucky day. You're getting the chance to meet one of our senior operatives. Officer Lobo, our latest induction intake, would be honored if you'd spare them a few words. Is that so? You wet-nosed butt-brain geeks, go take a flying frag. That few <laughs> enough? So long. And uh, Garv is, is having none of it. That arrogant, vulgar, and strategist says, uh-uh, Garv, not in front of the new guys. Actually, so Lobo is... Lobo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lobo goes stalking off. I'm catapulted to Earth, beat up by that big-eared bastiche demon, blown up by an H-bomb, humiliated by FaZe, reprimanded by Docs. Must be the time of the month or something. The main man don't need any of this bull. I got to get away from this dump. So he hops on his motorcycle and the folks that are looking after it are like, hey, what's going on? And Lobo just zooms away and someone says, Lobo, wait. Fetal's gives an alien monster. But it's just telepath decked out in a <laughs> in a spacesuit. <laughs> Which is just too funny looking. Yeah. Uh, and telepath says, <laughs> uh, Commander Doc says, I have to go with you to keep you out of trouble. <laughs> I say you don't, and you can't. Now frag off or I pop your dome. And telepath just says, uh, he said to remind you of your vow of obedience. Look, this isn't my idea, you know. So Lobo thinks about it, and he says, how right, hop on. Are you, you, you're used to near infinite acceleration, are you? And telepath is just sweating bullets. Docs did not say anything about that. <laughs> Never mind, Clyde. You just hold on tight. Remember, I want you to survive. Never know when I'm going to need a stooge to beat up on. So we go back to Cairn and Faze and uh, 
Stealth are just catching up. She died the night you left. We didn't know where you were. What a mess. And the recruits happen upon the canteen. Well, you've had your warnings about the canteen. It's time to learn for yourself, uh, says Strata. Garv, can you take them from here? Sure, babe. And then Stealth and Strata see each other, and Aww. Stealth has got tears in her eyes, and they just mm-hmm. have a big old hug. Uh, and Docs is just kind of narrating. None of them seem to understand sacrifices must be made. Whereas, of course, these guys totally understand sacrifice. Uh, so we check in on Lobo, who is out flying around, hitting one of the space bars that are floating around in space there. Man, you're going to love this place. It just oozes class. And we see... Um, just a whole bunch of little aliens. No pay, no play, Romeo. Well, break my leg, I said. And then she did. I'm a yippee-yay space cowboy. 17 beers and a small whiskey. Or was it 17 whiskeys? So, you know, it's just your typical dive out in space. And Lobo walks in, and everything goes quiet. <laughs> and nobody says a word. We've got empty word bubbles all over yeah, the place. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as he makes his way in. Everyone is just gasping and staring. What's wrong, you dweebs? Eat, drink, be merry. You never know how long you'll still be able to. And Telepath tries to explain. Good evening, everyone. Don't disturb yourselves. We're only in for uh, uh, a quiet drink. The wimp speaks for himself. Me, I want the loudest drink you got. Savvy, (laughs) Ego? Yes, sir, Mr. Main Man, sir. Right away, sir. (laughs) And he's given a beer, and he drinks it immediately, and then he says, more, fast. And he's got, like, um, what was that show with Courtney Cox? Cougar Town. Cougar Town. You know, they had, like, the giant, giant, giant wine wine glasses. glasses. Yeah. yeah, that's what Lobo's got, except it's a beer mug. The biggest beer mug you can see. He's singing and drinking, and Telepath is just rolling his eyes. Oh, dear. I foresee trouble. He's singing the Wild Rover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some things travel well. Totally. I had to double check when I saw that. I'm like, did Garth and his guest write this? <laughs> So then we uh, take a little visit out in space and telepath uh, gets like a a telepathic flash in his head. And he's like, by the hive of my ancestors, what is? And he kind of like howls for a moment. And we see out in space, uh, Captain Marvel kind of pops out into space uh, and then just falls down to the planet where the bar happens to be. And Lobo is saying, I'm drinking here. Pipe down or die. Sorry, Lobo. It's just uh, something. Suicide is what it is, sucker. And then Captain Marvel falls through the bar's roof and crashes onto Lobo, who says, holy frag on toast. Uh, Hello, I'm Captain Marvel. I'm not exactly sure what I'm doing here, but I didn't mean to break up the party. Uh, it's okay by me, says Telepath. Captain Lobo's... Pr- or, it's okay by me, Captain. Lobo's probably the one you should apologize to. 
Oh, I'm so sorry, Squirt. Did I squash you? Are you all right? And Lobo just glares at him and then cracks him in the face. <laughs> and you're right. Now, there we get our first house ad. Yeah, yeah so there's a, a big house ad by Cynthia Martin with inks by Perez. So it looks pretty Perez. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it does. It, it reminds me of the um, cover of the uh, the new Teen Titans uh, preview that was in DC Comics Presents. Oh, yeah. And we've, we got yeah, a yeah. bunch of... Um, and we actually have Captain Marvel being pun- uh, av- having been punched by uh, Lobo in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, all sorts of stuff going on. And it says, the, again, underlined, crossover event of 1991. Which is just galling when you think they're right in the middle of a Mar- Ar- Armageddon 2001. I know, right? <laughs> it's like, screw you. <laughs> Which was also... <laughs> The crossover. Event. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is this the one with the uh, with like the giant hand, like green hand, attacking a building, and like the the gods up up top of the skyline? Yes. Yep. Yeah. That yeah, one? yeah. That's the one. Yeah. Global versus. Okay, yeah, I found it online with like global fighting panther. It looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Robin's kind of falling through the air. Flash and Batman are dancing, hugging, fighting. I think, I think they're doing the Batusi. Maybe. Maybe we got Animal Man in there. We got uh, Starman in the in the uh, black and red costume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got oh. New Age Firestorm. Pants though, with her head still attached, shows how long ago this was. Yeah, Jeff um, Johns is not around yet. Yeah, not be uh, there, yet. there is uh, the Inza Nelson Doctor Fate. Yes, and Hawkwoman. Uh, yeah, Firestorm, um, like. Uh, you know, Russian Martin firestorm, Stein. yeah. Uh, well, or elemental firestorm by this point. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Son of Vulcan is there, I think. Is that who that is? I know who's there. The no, I think that's meant to be actually Vulcan. I'm not sure. Oh, well, okay, where, where, okay. where do you see him? Which one? Like in the middle, right beside Shazam. Yeah, I think that is. Some, I mean. I think it's Son of Vulcan because I do remember oh. him being in it, and I thought that was, I thought I that was. Yeah, the timeline's all messed up for me. <laughs> yeah, because I think that's the only thing I ever saw him in was that in the Who's Who. Oh, we got Power Girl in her yellow and white outfit. That's right. Yes. Do we on this cover? Yeah. Uh, below, right immediately oh, below Wonder Woman, yeah, yeah, Dove, and then Aquaman. Aquaman. Yeah, and I'm, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think that's Huntress. Because you can't really see her, and then I right, right between oh, I, Aquaman I and Ice. See, sorry, I see. Oh right, right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Oh, I see who you mean. It was Son of Vulcan. I was thinking of the guy who was right above. Um, oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Captain Marvel. It probably yeah. is Vulcan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that that now I get you. I wonder if that Huntress person is really Nightshade. Is this Nightshade in her purple outfit? I mean, See, by by this point, Nightshade was in the uh, white skin. Um, oh, okay. Right, like her later. Um, so maybe she it wasn't is in the big goggles. She wasn't in the big goggles outfit anymore by this by this point because that was early in. Um, early in the run. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I think yeah, during Suicide Squad, it was it was sort of uh, in the twenties where they went to. Uh, um, and fought the, the succubus and all that kind of stuff. Gotcha. 
at least from what I'm looking at, it's not really that great quality. So it's some, it's a female with a lot of black hair who may be in purple or red. Yeah. So. Right above uh, ice, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I sure wish I could zoom in. Um, I'm zooming in. <laughs> <I know. laughs> uh, yeah, that I, doesn't I keep, work on the paper. I, I, I keep pinching out and it's not working. I, I don't understand. Yeah. I'm, I'm zooming something in. Something faulty. <laughs> and it gets like more, it's just like, oh, look, there's like a splotch on the face. It could be Nightshade's mask or it could be uh, Huntress mask. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We yeah. may just have to go to the actual issue and read it. And it's a shame. Mm-hmm. What with it being the... Um, <laughs> you know the crossover event of 1991. Um, totally. Sorry, I'm just a magnifying. You got a magnifying glass? <laughs> that could be Nightshade, actually. I wondered, yeah. Because it's a purple costume, long black gloves, and it looks like goggles. Yeah, it, yeah, I, might, I think it might be. Well, let's go with Nightshade. Why not? Yeah. Sure. I have no idea if Huntress even appears in this, so. I I don't know if we, do we have a Huntress by this point? We do, DC? we do. do oh, we? yeah, okay. we've had her for a while because she had already shown up in Justice League. Yeah, um, okay. And we, and and I think, the, I think the, by this point, the uh, Joey Cavalieri, uh, Joe Staten series had already run its course where they explained the new right, her, you right, know, right, her, her new, new mob uh, involved uh, Yeah, the new status quo and, for her, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and, and actually we have Tim Drake, because if you remember I think his, so his first miniseries had come out the second one was Cry of the Huntress Oh, right, right, right And it, and, uh, it was the you know, all the lenticular uh, yes. covers and all that stuff Yeah, yeah, yeah Alrighty, alrighty, alrighty. Well, diving back into Legion Land here, we've got Vril Dox, who is he is just perpetually cranky in this issue. He is very cranky, shouting yes. at one of his underlings. What the hell do you mean you don't know where they are? They're just not around, Commander. We've looked everywhere. Then look again, damn you! Of course, sir, we'll do our very best. Never mind your best. Just find them. That child is mine, every bit as much as it is stealth. She'll tell me where she's hidden it if I have to rip it out of her myself. And while he's <laughs> while he's glowering, the three Legion ladies are are uh, hanging out at Larissa's grave, just kind of sharing a a memory of Larissa. And then we go back to the bar, and Captain Marvel is. I did say sorry, sir. There's no reason for us to fight. In case you hadn't noticed, geek, you're a square jawed, short back and sides, goody goody feeb. Hell, even if you hadn't fell on my head, that's reason enough for me. Now, let's dance. And Captain Marvel just says, no. Uh, Lobo, I'm sure it was an accident, said Telepath. You keep out of this. Sure thing. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, says Lobo, I'm the worst bastitch in the entire universe. It's your duty to fight me. I'd rather buy you another drink. Perhaps if we get to know each other. And he just grabs a drink from uh, the bartender. Give me that. And he throws it on Captain Marvel. Don't you think you're being a little unreasonable? (laughs) (laughs) What do you say we sit down and we have a friendly chat about things? 
let's say I go take a puke. And he stomps off and brings the roof down on Captain Marvel, and he goes to the bathroom where he finds someone doing his business. Frag and superheroes smatter with him. Ain't they got no pride? Hot-tempered, isn't he your friend? Well, he's not exactly my friend, says <laughs> Telepath. <laughs> and he's had a bad day. Not that that makes any difference. Lobo's always aggressive. Let me buy you a drink. You can tell me what you're doing here. Actually, I don't think I can. Do they sell milkshakes? Yeah. And <laughs> in the bathroom, Lobo's just staring at this dude. What are you staring at, shorty? And he looks at him menacingly. And Captain Marvel is just kind of explaining why he's in the book. Why chaos spewed me out here? Unless you say you're a telepath? Perhaps some kind of mental attraction. Meanwhile, there is major scale evil afoot centered on Earth. It threatens the whole planet. Incredible. Maybe you should come back to Cairn. Real docs might be able to help. And there's some <laughs> crashing and some flushing in the background. Holy moly, what is that? That's just Lobo. No, scrub Karen. Help from Docs is usually worse than no help at all. Hmm. Lobo? As in the wolf? No, as in he who eats your entrails and enjoys it. And uh, <laughs> Captain Marvel says, you're not serious? And then he falls off his stool, sort of. Well, he actually did get his milkshake. He's like slurping on his milkshake the whole time. Oh, yeah. I'm afraid so, says Telepath. And then we see Lobo, who has pulled the seat out from under Captain Marvel. My stool, dork. I'm so <laughs> sorry. So, not so Again. much fell off as... <laughs> yeah, as just uh, yanked out from under him. I'm so sorry. Again, I'm so sorry. Don't be sorry. Be violent. Be very violent. Hit me. That's absurd. Violence, if it's to be employed at all can only be as a means of absolutely last resort. And Lobo just, like, screams and whacks his head on, on the uh, table. More <laughs> strong drink. The cup that cheers. One more and I'm going to cripple the creep anyways. So he drinks it. And Captain Marvel is just kind of glaring at him. And he hears this little sound help behind him. Somebody help me. So, of course, Captain Marvel goes to look. And he goes to the bathroom. I didn't do anything. And he sees the uh, the poor little guy stuffed in the urinal. Like, really, really stuffed into the urinal. He, he just grabbed me and jammed me in here. And, and it hurts. And that's enough for Captain Marvel. He finally gets angry. We can see him, like, like frowning and everything. He's got, like, worry marks. And yeah. he comes up to Lobo and he's like, That brow you. is furrowed. It totally <laughs> is. You bully. And he just plows Lobo in the face. He even breaks his beer. <gasps> I know. Damn. See how you like it, you unprincipled brute. And uh, everyone is just gasping. He hit Lobo. <gasps> That's suicide. You know, sometimes I find myself idly wondering, is there a god, Lobo? Like, is there some cosmic geek oversees all life, smiting sinners, answering the prayers of good men? Well, I guess maybe there is. And he just piles into Captain Marvel. 
Hang on to your hair gel, cream puff. It's fragging time. <laughs> and they go bursting out the wall into space. Death's going to seem like a luxury option by the time I finish with you. You bullies are all the same. All mouth, no metal. And he just smashes him into a, a spaceship, I guess. Space truck. Something. A space truck. Yeah. Well, it says still trucking on it, so I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Space yeah, truck. yeah. And then after he does that, he feels terrible. Lobo? Oh, my. I hope I didn't hit him too hard. <laughs> and Lobo just comes back with a fist to the face. You wish, sucker. The main man don't know the meaning of too hard. Pucker up, Cheesy. Now we start on the fun stuff. And he takes out his chain with the little hook on it and wraps it around Captain Marvel's throat as he starts driving off on his motorcycle. Yeehaw! Oh, and he's singing, Born to be wild. I'm not going to sing. <laughs> I'm not the singer in the group. <laughs> but Lobo is singing away. And... Uh, Smashing Captain Marvel to bits as he flies around. He's insane. I must break these. And and he does. He breaks Lobo's chain into bits. Like into tiny little bits. Ready for the second verse, Margaret? And Captain Marvel says <coughs> no as he snaps the chain. Uh, and Lobo is horrified. You broke my chain. You broke my chain. You broke my chain. And Marvel just says, you heartless swine. You care more for cold steel than your own hapless victims. It is not often I am roused to anger, but you have succeeded. And he cracks Lobo right off his motorcycle, sends him flying into an asteroid. <coughs> Not bad for a goody-goody. Still, I got something here. I'll rearrange his square jaw kisser. Now, where'd I put that frag grenade? Ah, who cares? I'll just bite his face off. Defend yourself, vermin. And Captain Marvel comes flying down towards him. I aim to make an example of you that will force every bully to rethink (coughs) the vileness of his nature. Yeah, what's the plan? Speak me to death, huh? <laughs> Just as Captain Marvel is coming in to to uh, really give Lobo what for, he vanishes. He's just zapped out of the book and back to War of the Gods crossover issue hmm. number two or three or twenty. Or yeah, four. yeah. Well, the next uh, the next part, as mentioned, was the um um Hawk and Dove Hawk and Dove issues. <laughs> I'm not sure he gets sent there, but... Uh, I don't think he does. <laughs> There's many to go through. Although, I just realized something. So Lobo's ready to bite his face off. So, basically, Florida Man plus bath salts yeah. <laughs> equals Lobo. Yeah, basically. <laughs> That's what they were doing. They weren't being zombies, Florida they were just being Lobo. Man. They were being Lobo. <laughs> I feel better now. It wasn't the zombies, it was just Lobo. There you go. There you go. Perfect. Uh, so we go back to Cairn and Docs is continuing his tantrum. Listen, you dolt. There are 350 monitor cameras, countless heat detectors, hidden microphones, not to mention 5,000 Legion troops on this base. Find them. Right away, sir. Sometimes I wonder if it was all worth it. 
maybe I should have just applied to join the Green Lanterns. <laughs> and Docs is, he's just, he's beside himself. He goes to the washroom. Damn, I hate days like this. And he closes the door, and there's a beat, and then a giant explosion. <laughs> and Lobo is like, and look at my bike. It's going to take hours to fix. That bastage marble. Unfortunate encounter, I agree. Best thing we can do is chalk it up to experience. We can forget the whole thing, says Telepath. The main man never forgets. I got his scent. I'll track him clear to hell. That geek is cheese. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come on, squiggly buddy. I'll buy you a drink. Are we celebrating something? My memory. I just remembered where I left my frag grenade. <laughs> and we see Docs walking out of the bathroom all blown up and grumpier than ever. And then we get a little Valentine's heart. Next month, Vril Docs loves question mark. Yes. I, I, I want to point out a couple of things that, are, that also appear in this issue. Um, okay. Of course, um, they have the ad for the um, trade, the deluxe trade paperback edition. Remember, trades were not as com- were not common back in these days mm-hmm. um, of of Hawkworld um, yeah. with a wraparound painted cover by Truman. Um, and uh, in addition to that. We had an, a house ad for Batman Holy Terror, uh, which was written by Alan Brenner and uh, with art by Norm Brayfogle. So yes. you're, you're oh. already in for, like, that's, that's some huge talent to be on it. Uh, but but I, here's the other thing about it. Technically, it was the first Elseworlds title. Because um, oh, it's, yeah. Go- Gotham by Gaslight was an Elseworlds title after the fact. Yeah, before they they branded it Elseworlds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so this was the first one to be branded Elseworlds. Uh, it says, first in a series that will explore the concept of DC characters in an alternate reality. What? <laughs> and by um, DC characters, they mean mostly Batman. Batman. <laughs> yeah, mostly. Almost exclusively. Well, we got Superboy's Legion. Um Eventually, yeah. We got the one where Superman's Batman. (laughs) And the one where Green Lantern is Batman. Yes. And um, there was also the Howard Chaikin uh, Batman in the Civil War. Um, No, wait, Mm -hmm. I'm mixing that up with another one, but anyway. Um, But there was Justice Riders, which is JLI in, like, the Old West. That's right, yes. Yes. Um, but and this one, this one I liked. Holy Terror! I remember getting that. That was cool. I like that one. Yeah, it was so it was one issue prestige format, and it was as they said, inspired by the success of the acclaimed 1998, 1989 uh, Gotham by Gaslight. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, another one. Um, oh well, of course, there's a there's a Bill Cosby ad in here. <laughs> yes, that's aged well. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Yeah, uh, for the American Heart Association. This is one time Bill Cosby doesn't want high ratings, and it wouldn't be the last time. Um, That's true. Yeah, yeah. So I, I always love seeing, uh, you know, seeing the the ads that appear. Child's Play Three. Look who's stalking. Ugh. Yeah. 
Um, it also starred um, Justin Whalen, who uh, was the second guy to play Jimmy Olsen in Lois and Clark. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, the first one was Michael Landis, and then he got replaced after the first uh, season. And so, uh, yeah, and uh, directed by Jack Bender, who did a lot of, he was like a, a directing producer on Lost years later. And um, I, don't re- I don't recognize any of the other names. So there we go. Yeah. Child's no. Play 3. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This time, it's really childish. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. He was Andy. I forgot that's who that was. Huh? He was Andy. That's right. The main kid from Child's Play. Oh. Oh, oh, gotcha. Yes, yes, yes. Andy's like the main character. At least like the first two or three. I forget if he's in all the rest. Yeah, I've, um, it's been so long since I've seen any of them that I have literally like zero memory of them. I, I just remember the... I just remember the guy in the doll, you know, in doll form, chucking the doll as the doll, like at the end, like, give me yeah. the power, I beg of you. Doll doing the satanic ritual. It just makes it funny. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, totally. Uh, now, question about the issue. Yeah. Is he just going for like a style for Captain Marvel? Or I'm looking at this going, is he like trying for just Captain Marvel himself? trying to ape Kevin Maguire from, uh, like, the Kevin Maguire Captain Marvel from JLI. I think so. There's I mean, a lot of similarities, for yeah. sure. Like, like, like that was only, and everything. Yeah, I mean, re- keep in mind, that was only four years before. Yeah. Um, and really, we hadn't seen much Captain Marvel. Like, mm, yeah, right? So, so that was kind of the prevailing uh, version. Uh, yeah, because was, he was he was in Justice League for an issue or two, and then he was gone. Yeah, he yeah, was in that first that first that first arc, basically. Yeah, that and first seven, left. and then yeah. he's gone. Yeah. yeah, and we didn't really see much of him. Um, you know, he would show up from time to time, like he showed up. Uh, I can't remember. I guess this was before Panic in the Sky, maybe. Um, and um, yeah, because it, it well maybe around the same time as Panic in the Sky, and he showed up in that. Like he would show up what in crossovers essentially. That's right. He was in Panic in the Sky. Yeah. Um, and 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 the thing I think, was, go ahead. I think Panic was before this because I don't think Panic in the Sky was. A, I don't think Superman Man of Steel was in Panic in the Sky, and I know Man of Steel has a War of the Gods crossover. Oh, I mean, I could be yeah, wrong. Good call, yeah. But I know, I, I, I know for certain. Number three of Man of Steel is War of the Gods. It's Superman with like a with the Mayan god, the big snake. I don't yes, know. If yes, yes. Like, uh, Quetzalcoatl or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. But um, but I don't, I don't think War Man of Steel has a cross part of Panic in the Sky. That's the one no, I'm not sure. No, no, no. It was. Uh, I, I think you're right. I think it was before that. Um, because um. Now, it had, um, what's it called? Um, what's his name? Um, um, you know, Luthor with the... Um, oh, the red hair. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. No, it says it, uh, actually Panic in the Sky ran through alternating Superman titles in 1992. Oh, then never mind. I'm completely yeah, wrong. Yeah, no, I, I I thought it was before this too. So you had, um, oh yes, and Matrix Supergirl. Um, it, <laughs> in, in fact, it ran Action Comics 674, Superman the Man of Steel 9. Oh. Uh, so only wow, about, way like, off. six months after this. Yeah, totally. So I was way off. <laughs> but, wow. um, but anyway, that was, um, so, so we would see him in things like that, but I don't think we saw him uh, a whole lot. There certainly wasn't, you know, at, at some point before this, um, John Byrne was trying to do a series uh, then they handed it off to um, Roy Thomas, who did who did the four issue Shazam: A New Beginning series with Tom Mandrake. And... I think that was way before. Oh yeah, no, Legends it was, though. It was. Um, yes, it was because it was before Justice League, because that is what set him up to to be um, the to have the kid mind still. Right. So the idea was that he changes into uh, into an adult body, but he's still a kid. Right. And, and you know, Billy is still driving this. And um, and that's where they came up with that idea. And um, then July in 87. Yeah. So so it would have been. Just before, like or. Or maybe simultaneous with, uh, because I think on the cover of it it said uh, as you know uh, uh, as shown in Legends, um, like I think there was some trade dress for for Legends on it, and uh, and it was on the miniseries the, really, huh? I feel like I know I, I had that. it at one point. Yeah, I might uh, have it. Ooh. I know I've got it somewhere because I I quite enjoyed it, um, but it it kind of. Um, you know, refocused these. Um... Yeah. So uh, on the cover of issue one, it says from the pages of legends, fabulous first issue. And really? um, so there you go. Shazam, the new beginning. Oh, yeah. I, I had a click on something looking at because when I found it out. So apparently that has been Rick. That was Rick Hond in the crisis on infinite earths, the compendium. To say that it took place on Earth 85, they kind of stuck a few series that uh, came out like around Crisis time and didn't fit afterwards. So they kind of yeah. retconned them to their post own series, like the Hawkman series from that time period. Apparently, uh, yes, takes place on that Earth now as well. So it's not even the same post. So technically, that's. I mean, it was years later, but technically, they're saying that that totally. Shazam and this Shazam we're reading are not the same one. Well, and and. That's what they're saying. I mean, yeah. And and if nothing else, re- remember, we, we um, in a couple of years, we get another series that that re that redoes the origin as well. Um, yeah. Right. And so that would become the the and, and I and if I remember correctly, um, in fact, they say due to a second post-crisis reboot in the title Power of Shazam, this series is no longer considered part of the canonical DC continuity, whatever. Uh, yeah. But but anyway, it the idea of it is is that, that, that this is where they created this idea of um, because like, I, you know, and I've read a lot of the uh, the old um, 
uh, Wiz Comics, uh, um, Captain Marvel. And there, like, Billy and Captain Marvel used to refer to each other as separate people. Oh, yeah. They mm-hmm. are two different yeah. characters. And, uh, and so... Um, the, Which uh, is weird, because Mary and, 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 uh, and Freddie... Freddie don't yeah. refer to themselves as set like they no, but but that's because they were using kind of borrowed power right and I, um theirs was lesser i guess yeah but they yeah. don't they yeah it's weird because that was the thing that that ordway would later use as the um as there is so much there's only so much power and the, if all of them are using it at once they're yeah, individually yeah, yeah. less powerful um, but the the the, noto- the really notable uh, change here was that um, again they, it was kind of like the Man of Steel of Shazam, um, where it's there's no um, uh, Marvel family. It is you know Shazam dies uh, soon after giving powers to, to Billy again. Um, so just Captain Marvel. Most notable change being that uh, Thomas and really Giffen and, and Demetrius as well, is that they introduced into the uh, Mar- uh, Captain Marvel mythos the idea that the personality of young uh, Billy Batson is retained when he transforms into the captain. This yeah, change yeah. would remain for most future uses of the character as justification for his sunny golden age personality in the darker modern day comic book world instead of the uh, golden age depiction which tended to treat them as two separate personalities. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, they say this revised version of Captain Marvel also um, appeared in one story arc featured in the Action Com in Action Comics Weekly, uh, running from uh, six twenty three to six twenty six, and then of course the Crisis Compendium uh, mm-hmm. just basically said yes, it happened, but it happened over here. Yeah. <laughs> which, which I'm looking at that list of Earth 85, and it's hilarious because like there's a few things like all the that volume of Hawkman, and then all the Shadow War crossovers, like yeah. you know, there's an issue of Superman, issue of Power of the Atom. They're saying that takes place there because they're getting you know they're getting rid of that Hawkman, obviously. But also the enti- they're also saying as part of that is Batman, Son of the Demon, and Bride of the Demon. Yeah, Batman mm-hmm. Brotherhood of the Bat, which is like an Elseworlds that came out years later. The Tim Truman Creature Commandos miniseries from, like, 2000. Yeah. And Shade the Changing Man Volume 2. So that's the one that became, the Peter Milligan one, that became Vertigo. Yes, Like, yes. that's all, like, I just want to see more. Like, how the hell do you pick those things to be part of this? <laughs> like, oh, and Shade and the Creature Commandos. Yeah, that's fine, too. Yeah, why not help? And Power of the Atom number four, because, of course, it had the Hawks in it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, anything that involved them gets I mean, uh, gets thrown in there. The only thing that don't get yeah. is the JLI issues. Yeah, with the Hawks. That's it. But yeah, but I mean, that's just hilarious. Like the stuff that's like I expected some of that other stuff like that took place that came out around that time that time period. But like Creature Commandos from two thousand, Brotherhood of the Bat. You know, Shade. Like what? Why? Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Well, it was 2005. They were just like, ah, let's uh, let's just move some stuff out. <laughs> oh, I, and I, two issues of Detective Comics. Mm. Like, yeah, Alan so Paul and Mike Barr. 
Um, yeah, the issues of Detective Comics. It was five sixty nine and and five seventy. And um, uh, come on, I clicked. I clicked. Go to the page. <laughs> go. Show go, me the cover. Go. Show me that cover. Come on, you can do it. It's, ah, here it's we go. Here we Catwoman go. and Joker. Oh, it's sending me to uh, a YouTube link for some reason. Mm. I do not understand why. Detective Comics, Catwoman is... Um... The Joker's brainwashing her to be evil again. Okay, okay. So... Is that when Alan Davis was on the book? Oh, yes. Pro- yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. 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 So it was uh, Mike W. Barr and Alan Davis. So it would have been like not far off when when year two happened. Um, it's according to the thing on that DC database, it says, which I'm assuming yeah. we're both looking from, because what you said yeah, about yeah. Captain Marvel is it the exact word for word, but I had just read. So I'm assuming the same thing. Yeah. It, yeah, dcfandom.com, yeah. Yeah, it says the first six issues of Mike Barr's run in Detective have a strange position continuity. It's clear they take place in post-crisis continuity because the book switches over at the Legends crossover. However, they were written prior, written, maybe not coming out, but they were written prior to the Frank Miller reboot of Batman's Origins in Year One and Max Allen Collins' reboot of Robin's Origin in Batman Far Away. So they're technically no longer part of pre-crisis, but they're also missing elements from post-crisis. So I guess I stuck it on Earth 85. Mm. Ah, there we go. That makes sense, I suppose. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. I just this know that's is... the one where Robin sits at a bar drinking milk talking to a prostitute. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, man. Holy Gutenberg. Yeah. <laughs> Earth 85. Oh, my goodness. I think I lived there at one point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. Crazy. Yeah, I had forgotten about that compendium because that came out in 2005. Um, yeah, it, says it was part basically absolute one of the part of the absolute crisis book. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, yeah, and the list in the compendium is not complete. Some known alternate Earths were not included. Um, yeah, that gets crazy. <laughs> oh, and the pocket universe was called Earth-23. Okay. I wonder why that is. Yeah, why 23? Earth-23. Um, uh, yeah, you know, it's... It doesn't say... Um, yeah, no, that seems a weird... Uh, Earth 20, it was identified as Earth 23, even though the Time Trapper created it rather than saving it from the pre crisis reality. Um, it doesn't say anywhere why they called it 23. You know, this is one of my favorite parts of the, um, of the, um, when they did the crisis on, uh, on uh, the CW shows was the fact that um, it had, um, it, you know, they had a reason why each one was numbered a certain way. Oh, yeah. And that, and that was kind of fun. But this one, 
Oh, here's perhaps why. Um, it, although its first appearance was in uh, Legion of Superheroes, uh, Volume 3, number 37, in August 1987, its last appearance was in Valor, issue number, want to guess? 23. 23. Yeah. Okay. In, in September 1994. And, um, which, of course, is the whiteout issue of, uh, of End of an Era. And, Ballard um, made it to issue twenty three. Wow. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Well, there were issues too long. <laughs> <laughs> it was a rough. Uh, certainly, the start was pretty rough. Yeah, I would say all of it was rough. Ah, uh, the uh, well, I mean, it oh, was of its time, wasn't it? It's been a while since I've read it, so I'll have to see how the DOA story was. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one with Glorith in it automatic pass for me for all you Glorith fans out there you may love it <laughs> I had forgotten that uh, you know I, that um, Wade handed off, handed the book off for the last few issues to Kurt Busiek yeah. I know I had forgotten yeah. that yeah 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 I would have loved to have seen him on Legion I bet he yeah. would have done great things. Oh, with it. yeah, for sure. Not that he can't still. I mean, maybe he will still one day come on to Legion, but at this point. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? They, they, it, say they, they, they seem to be struggling to, uh, to get new issues out with the, with the current guy, so who knows? <laughs> and the way it goes now, if he's taking over, that means we have another reboot. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't know if I don't think. Because like the way it's going, it's like I don't think they're gonna let somebody else take over the next, this current version. It's like, nope, we gotta reboot it again. <laughs> yeah. Someone else is writing it. New reboot. Oh dear. Oh well. That's oh that's way down the future. Indeed. Indeed. Oh, um. All right. Let me do a quick check of the. I don't think there's anything in the mailbag, but let's just take a look. Yeah, all, let's crawl um, out of the rabbit hole and into the mailbag. <laughs> and nope, we're clear. So, alrighty. Um, but you can you can send your comments to us at uh, Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail .com, or you can head over to Legion of Substitute .com and you can leave a comment on this or any episode. That's all I got. Alrighty, then that is it for this week. We will see you all next week, gang. Uh, yeah, bye-bye. B-U-H-B-Y-E. <laughs> I guess I gotta come up with one now. Um, <laughs> I will S-E-E-U-L-A-T-E-R. There you go. A-D-E-U-S-A-T-O-D-O-S. A-D. I don't even try Adjuice. anymore. <laughs> I know. I yeah. Too much spelling. Adjuice. Adjuice. Amuse bouche. Yes. Oh, nice. Amuse bouche. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs>